As the sun disappeared behind a dark cloud, a white sedan crept slowly down the winding road. A wall of trees on either side gave the impression that the only way out was to forge ahead. The black pavement weaved around tight bends, up and down rolling hills. To witness the scene from above, it would appear similar to a white mouse running through a maze, no doubt on its way to find some cheese. Several minutes had passed since the last open field. Every now and then a quick glance of a farmhouse or a barn would appear, but for now the only view was the gray of the sky, the green of the trees, and the dark surface of the road. The car was traveling toward freedom, which had come at the worst price, death. Megan Kimball had just lost the last of her family. Hours later, the sun peeked out of the clouds, landing on the small crowd gathered around a casket. Mist and fog hung in the afternoon air. The sun's rays made the hill overlooking the small town of Pride, Oregon, appear to be cut off from civilization, like an island floating in a sea of fog. Not a sound came from the gathered mourners. Each person stood with their head down, looking at the dark, wet wood of the casket. Megan stood in front of the crowd. She was a young woman dressed in a dark skirt and a black raincoat. Her head looked downward as tears silently rolled down her cheeks. Her long blonde hair was neatly tied back with a clip, away from her face. The right sleeve of her coat hung empty as her arm tucked close to her body, encased in a white cast from her upper arm to just above her wrist. Looking up, she gazed around the cemetery, not really noticing the people, only the old and crumbled headstones. Her eyes paused on a tall figure in the distance, which appeared to hover above the mist. Blinking a few times to clear the moisture from her eyes, she realized it was a huge headstone in the shape of an angel, with arms outstretched toward the heavens. It seemed to be reaching up in desperation, in need of a helping hand to ascend above. Her thoughts drifted to Matt, and she looked back down at the casket. He had always called her his little angel. Looking at the simple wooden casket through teary eyes, she remembered her brother's face as it looked fifteen years ago. That was when she had awakened in a hospital bed with her young body covered in bruises the memories of violence by her father's hand gone, along with their parents' lives. Matt had been the first face she remembered seeing in the cold, sterile room. She watched as his face was streaked with tears, his eyes red as he comforted her. Little Meg, everything will be okay. I'll take care of you now. Don't worry, my little angel. Her thoughts snapped back to the cemetery as they began to lower the casket into the wet ground. What had she ever done to deserve such a great brother? What had she ever given back to him? He'd given up everything for her, yet she couldn't think of one thing she'd given him. Except lies. Feeling hopeless and isolated as she watched them lower her brother's casket, she began to wonder what she had left to live for. Why continue? She was all alone now, and no one left to share her life with. Realizing it was probably Derek's influence causing her dark thoughts, she tensed. Lifting her head, she tried to dismiss the thoughts of her ex-husband. He didn't matter anymore, she told herself. He was out of her life forever. At that moment, as she stood in the old cemetery surrounded by a hundred strangers, she felt utterly alone. Matt had been her family, well, the only family that had really mattered. She had an aunt somewhere, but she hadn't seen or heard from the woman in over fifteen years. Glancing over, she noticed the priest walking towards her, and quickly wiped the tears from her face. He was a short, stout man who was dressed in long black robes. 
He wore a wide-brimmed hat which covered his curly silver hair. His face seemed gentle and kind. She could see that his eyes were red from his own tears. He had been very generous in the words he'd spoken about her brother during the short service. She wasn't Catholic, neither was her brother, but at this point she wasn't going to object. It had been a wonderful service, and so many people had turned out. She didn't know who had organized the service, but was sure that the priest had a big hand in it. Hello, dear. I'm Father Michael. We spoke on the phone a few days ago, he said, as he took her by the hand. His hands were warm and comforting. Matt was such a nice young man. I'll miss him dearly. Thank you. I'm sorry I wasn't able to get here sooner. I would have helped you plan a service. Don't mention it, the father interrupted. Besides, we all pitched in to help. That's a wonderful thing about small towns.